Hello, and welcome to the Friday Night Author Roundtable. I'm your host, Chris Baker, and during the next half hour, we'll be speaking with several very talented authors about their newly released books, what their inspiration was for creating their unique stories, and why it would be a great book to read and share with your friends and family. In today's world, it's hard to find anybody who isn't affected by autism, whether it's family member or somebody you know. And I think this next book on the Friday Night Author Roundtable is going to be a perfect book for, for both kids and adults. The book is called My World with ASD by author Berlinda Justee and Mothleen Williams from Christian Faith Publishing. And we have uh, Berlinda and Mothleen on the phone. Uh, thank you for being on the show. Thank you for inviting thank us. Thank you. We appreciate you taking the time and speaking with us today. Yes. Now, now tell everybody a, a little bit about this book. Well, this book is basically about someone with autism, and it talks about the day in a life of someone with autism, what they go through, and it's basically to educate others and, and make awareness about autism since it is so prevalent in today's world. Now, now what inspired this book? Was it uh, personal experiences, or how did this book come about? <laughs> oh, that's funny that you asked that. <laughs> well, um, basically, my son, has been diagnosed with autism. And so it is a personal experience and it's challenging and it's rewarding. And we just wanted to basically help others who are going through it and also to help anybody that's facing any challenges to, to let them know that there's hope, especially if you have faith in God. It's funny too, because how it started was it started out as a conversation. My sister and I, we were talking and we were talking specifically about different things that Jaden was doing and how he was progressing and so forth. And as we were talking, we started to jot our experiences down. And after we finished jotting everything down, we read over everything. We're like, wait a second. We have have a book book here. here. (laughs) (laughs) Why don't we turn this into a book so we can educate people about autism and just use um, my nephew and her son's experiences so that people can be more aware of autism. Now, how was it working with Christian Faith Publishing to to be able to to get this book published and to be able to share this story? First of all, it was a great experience. Very professional. Very professional. Mm -hmm. The publicist was really helpful. Mm -hmm. Yeah, everyone was pretty much on top of their game. Um, Very professional. Very helpful. We really enjoy working with Christian Faith Publishing. Now, might we see maybe a a follow-up to this down the road? Maybe a sequel? Or do you have any other uh, things you'd like to write about? (laughs) You know, we are thinking about a second book, maybe even a sequel. You know, we have to think about that. We want to focus on this book for right now, but we sh- we definitely do know we want to do write a second book. Now, this book, you know, I gotta imagine this is uh, the type of book that certainly people who uh, you know have a, a family member who who is uh, dealing with autism or something like that. Uh, it's it's going to help them. But I have to imagine it's also for for those that don't and really want to know more about it. This would be a great uh, learning device for them. Is that kind of what you had in mind? This is really a book that anybody could could really gain a lot from? Yes, that's exactly what we we had in mind. Basically, we wanted to educate people about, again, we're not doctors or anything. This book is simply our experiences, um, and we just wanted to share our experiences so that, you know, people who have family members or friends who have autism can relate and understand the condition better. But it's not only for people with autism. This book is specifically for anybody facing any challenge in their life. It's basically to encourage them to have faith in God and to know that with faith in God and the support of close family and friends, there's hope. There's hope. And furthermore, we wanted people to know that having autism is not a death sentence. You know, it's a condition as long as you have 
early intervention, then, you know, the individual will be successful and lead to independence. And that's what we want people to know. Right. And we want people to have love, understanding, and acceptance for people with yes. autism. Well, I think that's a, a, an amazing message that I think people are going to find that hope and a whole lot more in this book. The book is called My World with ASD by author Berlinda Justy and Mothleen Williams from Christian Faith Publishing. I encourage everyone, pick up your copy today, Amazon.com. Barnes & Noble, iTunes, I believe everyone going to be blessed uh, for reading this book. And, of course, those are just a few of the locations online and at the brick-and-mortar stores. And Berlinda and Mothleen, thank you for being on the show. Thanks thank so you. much. We appreciate it. <laughs> Our next book on the Friday Night Author Roundtable, uh, an interesting journey of faith, love, forgiveness, and redemption. The book is called The Yoke from author Daryl Dunham from Christian Faith Publishing. Daryl, thank you for being on the show. Thank you for having me. Now tell everybody a, a bit about this story you've written. It's about a uh, young lawyer uh, who uh, was raised in a, a devout woman. And uh, when he was age 12, uh, his life changed. He got in a very serious accident. And um, she just, uh, her health declined. And by the time he was in college, she had passed on. He was very devoted to her. And whatever faith he had uh, by high school had basically abandoned him and so uh, you know one event at a time the Lord sends people into his life and uh, finally uh, a series of events uh, happen and he just can't resist anymore but I guess I'm giving away the the end of the book a little bit now what inspired you to write this uh, were you able to draw on any of your own personal experiences there's a lot of personal experiences in the book for a uh, uh, guy who's uh, older and it's always been a question in people's mind as to why I would be interested in marriage and family and how young Christians you know, get together. And I, my life history, I tell people, I was married for five years, I was divorced for a year and then became a Christian and wound up remarrying the same woman. So I've been very interested in how the Lord has constructed the marriage relationship and uh, interest in why uh, marriages, uh, you know, uh, stay uh, firm and are committed and grow and why some fail. Now, if you were going to say you have a target audience with this book, so who, who, would you, who do you think that would be? Well, I have learned that uh, everybody seems to enjoy it. Uh, I've even had people say that secular audiences would enjoy it, but I targeted, I really started it out as kind of a hobby and my grandchildren are starting to get kind of close to that age, and I want I wanted them to read the book. It's supposed to be and intended to be a book that uh, reinforces the faith of uh, young adults and helps those that are seeking. Now, how was it working with Christian Faith Publishing to, to get this book published and, and to be able to share this? They're very professional people. The uh, cover... Um, was uh, I think uh, it took some go arounds and uh, and uh, they were attentive to uh, what my needs were and I'm probably not the easiest offer that they've ever had uh, at least when it comes to this book I'm kind of a perfectionist so they they worked with me now now this book the yoke when people do read it what do you hope is the most important message uh, that they get from from reading this story for Christians of all ages I'm hoping that they can read. Uh, see in these characters that uh, these are people that uh, can make a difference, do make a difference, and hopefully they will try and inspire uh, themselves to live that kind of a life. 
uh, for those that are seeking or maybe even non-believers, uh, it's, uh, it's a, an attempt to show that the love of Christ is so deep that it cannot be just a human creation. It's got to be God-like. I think uh, everybody's going to enjoy this book. I think it's one of those books that are really going to, uh, you know, make a lot of people think about their relationships and, and you know, their faith. And uh, like you said, you know, maybe even bring uh, people closer to Christ that maybe aren't as close as, as they should be. The book is called The Yoke from author Daryl Dunham from Christian Faith Publishing. Get your copy today, Amazon.com, Barnes & Noble, iTunes, a few of the online platforms, as well as at the brick-and-mortar stores. And, Daryl, thank you for being on the show. Thank you for having me. Our next book on the Friday Night Author Roundtable, a subject that has fascinated me or straight out of the book of Revelation. The book is called, Is the Chip the 666 Mark of the Beast? Yes, it is, by author Reverend Fred Davis from Christian Faith Publishing. Uh, Fred, thank you for being on the show. Glad to be here. Now, tell everybody a, a little bit about your book. Well, it's just basically a warning that I was trying to get out to the readers that they will be aware that the chip is, in actuality, the mark of the beast because, uh, for one, the Antichrist isn't going to wave a flag saying, hey, this is the mark of the beast. You know, I'm coming to give it to you. But like in the days of Adam and Eve, the devil lied and twisted everything that God said to Adam. The devil twisted it all out of shape saying, God knows that you're going to be just like him if you eat of that fruit. So basically, it's just a lie that the Antichrist is going to feed the people. And I believe that's what's going on with this chip. Now, what inspired you to, to, to write this book and to get this message out there? Where, where, did, it, where did you decide to, to put this down in a book? I saw it on the 6 o'clock news. I did two different recordings on my cell phone. As uh, soon as I saw that coming on, they were saying, you know, she was kind of giving a little commercial that what's coming up on the news is going to be this chip they're taking in the hand. And I go, wow. So I grabbed my phone and I started recording it. And uh, he said that the convenience of it, the unlocked doors, started at the top, the CEO of this large company, that you won't have to use your ID badge to open doors. You can buy candy bars and cokes out of machines with this chip in the hand and it shows this guy actually getting the chip in his hand right on the six o'clock news and he bought a coke and he bought a candy bar and he says i'll never have to carry a wallet again everything's in the chip i'll be able to unlock doors i won't have to carry my id badge and i go oh my goodness the blind leading the blind starting at the top <laughs> <laughs> How was it working with Christian Faith Publishing to to be able to to get this book published and to get this message out there? They're fantastic people, and uh, they really work with me on getting that book together. I'm not really what you would call a real author. I'm just a preacher with a message trying to warn the world, don't take the chip, because once you seal that thing in your hand, you're doomed forever to hell according to Scripture, and I give all the Scripture you need in the book, from Revelations 13 to Revelations 20, it says, whosoever takes the mark. Now, a lot of people says it doesn't say chip in the Bible. No, but the key word is in. It's in the hand. Whosoever receives a mark in the hand. There's your key word. 
And when people do read this, what do you hope is the most important message that the reader gets from, from this book? He's going to make heaven, and he's not going to let nothing sway him. I mean, anything that's that close to Scripture ought to turn the light on people's minds. But technology has people blinded. The subject matter is something that's fascinated me for for years, and, and it's one of those. Uh, this is one of those books that I love to read, and I think everyone else is going to uh, learn a lot from it because, like you said, that you know the warning signs are there, and uh, we need to see them and, and wake people up to it. The book is called "Is the Chip the Six 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 Mark of the Beast?" Yes, it is by author Reverend Fred Davis from Christian Faith Publishing. Get your copy today, Amazon.com, Barnes and Noble, iTunes, online, as well as at the brick and mortar stores. And uh, Fred, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you. I appreciate it. Of course, in today's world, uh, it seems like there's way too much pride, not enough humility. And Pride and Humility is the subject of our next book on the Friday Night Author Roundtable. It is called Pride and Humility, A Guide to Better Understanding Yourself and Others by author Linda Wentworth Barnes from Christian Faith Publishing. Linda, thank you for being on the show. Thank you. Glad to be here. Now, tell everybody a a little bit about this book. Well, Pride and Humility is a 12-week small group study that spends six weeks looking at pride and where it might be affecting our lives, and then delves into how to grow in humility for the final six weeks. I define pride as any time we push away God or other people. The varieties of pride that are examined are the pride that is not a sin, such as when we're proud of an accomplishment, the pride of self-sufficiency, the pride of rebellion, the pride of stubbornness, and the pride of superiority, which is the variety of pride that everyone is familiar with and associates with the term pride. And the last variety is the pride of inferiority, insecurity, or poverty, which is a hard one to understand. Sometimes when we feel inferior, we assume the other person is feeling superior, and so we speak ill of them, ignore them, or otherwise push them away. The other person may very well be feeling superior, but pride looks for any opening in us to gain a foothold, and this is a sneaky way it gets in. Once we identify where pride exists in ourselves and deal with it honestly and openly, we're ready to think about growing in humility. I don't think we can advance far in humility until we have dealt with our pride. The six aspects of humility that we look at are humility, not humiliation, the humility of honesty and repentance, humility toward God, humility toward other people, the humility of enduring hardships, and we end with the humility of willingness, being willing to follow God no matter what. Now, what inspired you to to write this? Did you draw from any of your own personal experiences? I did. I first became aware of pride in myself when I broke my right wrist playing basketball with the youth group at our church. Several ladies at the church offered to bring me meals, but I turned them all down, claiming that I'd still be able to stir with my left hand. After a few hours of struggling to do anything, including turning on a light switch, I realized how wrong I was, and humbly and humiliated, returned to those ladies and retracted my earlier statement. I'd pushed them away because I was self-sufficient. I was the one who helped other people who needed help. People didn't bring me meals. Once God had opened my eyes to where pride existed in me, and in what form it reared its ugly head, I began to notice other ways it invaded lives, and that got me started. Now, how was it working with Christian Faith Publishing to be able to put this book together, get it published, and to be able to get it out there for people to, to learn from? Christian Faith is a wonderful company. They made a beautiful cover for it. They did a, an excellent job on editing. I highly recommend them as a company to work with. Now, now, this book, Pride and Humility, I've got to imagine that, uh, you know, when you're looking at the target audience, this is really something everyone can learn from. Is that kind of what you had in mind? This is really a book anybody uh, in any group can, can take and, and apply to their lives? 
Yes. I would say any youth or adult could benefit from it. And you can do it by yourself, but I think it's best in a group format. You have a little bit to do, about 10 minutes to do each day of six days. And then the seventh day is left free for the group to meet and discuss things together. And I have put together a uh, leader's guide that has a link on the book to the leader's guide. It's free and downloadable in case the leader of the group needs a little bit of extra help. And when people read this, whether it's an individual or a group, what do you hope is the most important message that comes across? The goal is to grow closer to God. So I think it is something that we all need. I'm a person that never thought I had any pride. I thought I was a very humble person until God opened my eyes. And I think that is true of all of us, that there is pride in every single person. We just might not recognize it if it's not the pride of superiority where we're going around looking down on everybody else. I think uh, everyone needs to pick up their copy. They'll be truly blessed. The book is called Pride and Humility, A Guide to Better Understanding Yourself and Others by author Linda Wentworth Barnes from Christian Faith Publishing. Get your copy today at Amazon.com, Barnes & Noble, iTunes, online at the brick and mortar stores. Those are just a few of the locations. And Linda, thank you for being on the show. Thank you very much. Oftentimes, life poses many questions to us. And, and you know what? I think this next book on the Friday Night Author Roundtable is going to help provide some answers to those questions of life. The book is called A Bridge to God, a little book with big insights by author Reverend Peter K. Stimson from Christian Faith Publishing. Peter, thank you for being on the show. Thank you for having me. Now, tell everybody a little about your book. I've been a priest now for 47 years, and I wanted to, before my ministry ended, I wanted to write a book that would help people face issues that have caused many to lose their faith, such as, does God exist? Why does God allow suffering? Why do bad things happen to good people? Is there life after death? I think that, you know, life is hard, and sometimes questions like that seem almost too hard to answer. And I wanted to, therefore, build a bridge that would help people cross over from doubt to faith, from despair to hope, and from cynicism to meaning. And, you know, this is a book that various sections of it took me many years to think about, because I myself, you know, had just as many problems in my life in terms of suffering. My father died when I was 14. When I was just ordained, I was in a car accident where a woman forced me off the road, and my car flipped over six times, and then she fled the scene to leave me to die in a field. And... My first wife, who I was married to for about 30 years, was sick for 21 years before she died. So I'm not writing this as some kind of guru sitting on top of a mountain, but as a person who's gone through life just like anybody else and has had to face the same issues, dealing with suffering and death. So I just thought, you know, I would like to sort of spend my time to write an answer to those questions. And I wanted to do it in a way that the book I wrote as purposefully small Uh, I didn't want someone to look at a book and say, oh, my God, you know, this huge book, I can't read this. So the book is only 85 pages long and yet answers all those questions. And I wrote it from a personal perspective in sort of a conversational way as if I'm sitting there talking to someone so as to convey my caring. And um, I'm rather pleased with how it turned out. And a number of people who have read the book are now telling me the same thing. Now, how was it working with Christian Faith Publishing to to get this book published so you can uh, share this? It was great. I'd written a a, a first book um, that was published through another publishing company. And this time I felt them to be just fabulous. I mean, they helped me through every step. Uh, It was easy to get a hold of someone to talk to. And I think they've done a, a fabulous job. So I'm very happy with them. Uh, when people do read this, what do you hope is the most important overall message 
that the reader gets from this book? That there is a reasoning, an understanding to a lot of the questions I've given. Faith is not some whimsical process. It's defined as an ascent of the intellect. And so it's based on knowledge. And I want them to, when they finish, to realize that I've given them evidence from philosophy, from psychology, from modern-day science, in terms of, like, God's existence, and also trying to narrow, therefore, the gap between what people have to believe and what they know to be true through their ability to prove it. And so if faith is an ascent of the intellect, the jump, I want to narrow the jump to make it easier for people. So that when they, regardless of if they have and go to any church, any denomination, whether they're an atheist or a Christian or any believer. Having read the book, I want them to be empowered to understand that there's more to life than this life, and that therefore they should take advantage of that, you know, carpe diem, every day, sort of seizing the opportunity to understand more of what life is about so as to attain greater and greater levels of happiness. This is a book that everyone needs to pick up. Uh, The book is called A Bridge to God, a little book with big insights by author uh, Reverend Peter K. Stimson from Christian Faith Publishing. I encourage everyone to get your copy today, Amazon.com. Barnes & Noble, iTunes online, as well as at the brick-and-mortar stores. Those are just a few of the locations. And Peter, thank you for being on the show. My pleasure. Thank you very much for having me, Chris. Our next book on the Friday Night Author Roundtable, I think it's going to be a wonderful book for kids, but I think adults are really going to enjoy this as well, reading it to kids and with kids. Uh, the book is called Jesus is My A to Z by author Mary Jane Weatherman from Christian Faith Publishing. Mary Jane, thank you for being on the show. Thank you. Happy to be here. Now, tell everybody a, a little bit about your book. Okay. Well, it's an alphabet book, and each letter is glorifying Jesus. Each letter has a word and a scripture to demonstrate its meaning. For example, the letter M is mighty, and the scripture is Zephaniah 317. The Lord your God is in your midst. The mighty one will save. He will rejoice over you with gladness. He will quiet you with his love, and he will rejoice over you with singing. So that's each letter in the book has a word and a scripture and a, a really pretty illustration. Now, what inspired you to, to write this book and do this uh, in this way? Well, you know, I was thinking of writing a children's book, and then, you know, I just prayed over it, and I felt like this is what, what God gave me to write. Now, if you could say, uh, you know, speaking of target audiences, what what kind of age range uh, is this book geared to? I'm sure it's, you know, for the younger kids learning to read, but uh, do you have a particular age range, a target readership you'd like to to get uh, this book into the hands of? Well, I think it has a wide range of readers, you know, from parents who are reading to their children. And I think it can go all the way up to upper elementary school. Um, My hope is that it'll minister to the parents and grandparents who are reading the book and, of course, the children as well. Yeah, that's what I was wondering, because, uh, you know, like I said, this seems like a, a great book for kids, but uh, but adults can really learn a lot from, from you know, the passages and, and the things in this book as well. That's pretty much what you had in mind from the beginning, right? It is. Now, how was it working with Christian Faith Publishing to, to get this book published and, and to be able to share this? It was a longer process than I thought, you know. Um, you have something in your mind for illustrations, and, you know, it was a learning process for me for the illustrations that were in my head to come to life on the page. It took a little while. Now, is this something you'd like to do again down the road, maybe a, a, another children's book or, or something else along the way? I'd love to do another children's book, and I'd even like to try my hand at Christian fiction. Excellent. Well, we look for towards more uh, from you in the future. Now, now this book, Jesus is My A to Z, when, when kids read this or even parents reading this with kids or two kids, uh, what do you hope is the most important thing that uh, that readers get from this book? Well, 
you know, I just I think it's never too young to start reading scripture over your children, and you know, for them to learn about Jesus and learn who He is and who He can be in your life. I think reading is is so important, and and what better way to teach kids how to read than with with scripture? I, I think this is just going to be a, a wonderful book uh, to get kids reading early. And uh, of course, like you said, uh, you know, parents are really going to learn a lot because uh, in in all of this, uh, you know, Jesus is the focal point, and and people are learning about him uh, through this. And I think a, a wonderful book that every parent and uncle, grandparent needs to pick up for their kids. The book is called Jesus Is My A to Z by author Mary Jane Weatherman from Christian Faith Publishing. Get your copy today amazon.com barnes and noble itunes online as well as at the brick and mortar stores those are just a, a few of the locations and mary jane thank you for being on the show thank you so much thank you so much for joining us for the friday night author roundtable we'll be back next week with another great group of talented authors to discuss their books their process and their accomplishments have a great weekend everyone <laughs>